0: Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. And our top story today, a new calming space for neurodiverse travelers. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Kathleen Marshall is the Director of Program Services for Anderson Center for Autism. Kathleen, it's great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, this and I love this story. We have covered, as I was telling you off in the green room, I guess, uh, there is a virtual green room that we've covered neurodiverse diversity um, before. And we we like this topic a lot because a lot of our audience may have relatives or people that are neurodiverse. Uh, What what struck me about this story is travel. Um, And I want to start off by asking you how difficult can travel be? for those of us that are neurodiverse and, and, and what, what does that look like for them?
1: Sure, it, it can pose a, a really great challenge um, for people. And I can tell you, I was traveling in the last few months and I tried to put myself in that place. Um, I'm an anxious traveler to begin with. I don't really like it because I'm a control freak and I, it, I feel like I'm not in control.
0: No, you're not, um, go to TSA and everything. Anyway, I'm sorry, exactly, go ahead.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I really tried to make note of the sensory input that I experienced while I was in the airport. So think about the, just the noise level. Everyone is talking. The announcements are constant, and that diverts your attention. I was very worried about getting to the gate where I needed to be, so visually, I'm searching for information that's applicable to me, but there's visual input everywhere, signs everywhere, right? Many of many of the signs don't apply to me, so I'm searching for the applicable information. I can smell food from the food court, right? Which then makes me hungry, With that, yeah. then I'm thinking, do I have time to go to the line? No, I don't have time to go. I'm, So there's all this happening. And if you're a neurodiverse individual, you're experiencing that on even a a higher level than in which I did. So it's really important for all of us to think that way and to try to think of ways to make travel easier. We, We want everyone to be able to live and enjoy life and travel is part of that.
0: Yeah, I think you make a really good point, and I can relate to your experience. I'm an anxious traveler. Got to get there two hours beforehand. Go through TSA, yeah. and there's all this information coming at you uh, from the outside. If I'm if I'm in the airport and I see what I'd be able to tell, and therefore be able to help someone who is neurodiverse, like can you can you outwardly see someone being challenged by the environment? And 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 we're gonna to get to in the second segment. I want to get to what took place at what's taking place at Newark airport. Cause I think it's so unique, sure. but I want to, the outward signs, what can I do as a fellow traveler uh, to identify and also reassure someone who maybe is going through some difficulty?
1: Um, it's a complicated answer. Sure. So it's a yes and a no. So for some neurodivergent individuals, you're not going to see any outward signs. Um, Some neurodivergent individuals will be fine traveling. They won't have an issue, right? Some will be able to handle it quite nicely, much better than I did. Others may need to just take a little break and, you know, just kind of uh, refocus their efforts towards where they need to go. Um, And I think sometimes the best advice is, we really just need to be kind to each other, whether you're a neuro, you identify as a neurodivergent person or not. We just need to be kind to each other. And if it looks like someone needs help, offer. Sometimes yeah. they, won't, they won't take you up on it, but I think it's just a nicer way to be, right? And then yeah. there's going to be individuals where you can see signs that they might need some help. Um, oftentimes, these are travelers who are not traveling alone, you know, they have a caregiver or a family member with whom they're traveling. Um, I have had those experiences when traveling, and sometimes you just have to give them a moment. And I, I remember being in line uh, waiting for security, and there was a family with uh, a, a, a young boy who clearly had some, some uh, autistic traits. To to my eyes, and people were staring, and kind of the people behind them in line, they were. You could see they were kind of put out by it. Yeah. And you know why? Why make anybody's life more difficult? We're all going to move along in the line as quickly as we can, and you know just be kind.
0: Yeah, I think I think you make a really good point, and I kind of liken it too. And don't take this, I don't think the audience should take this the wrong way, but say you're in a restaurant and there's a little child crying, right? And I think a lot of people who have kids, I do not, but I have nieces and nephews, they have, they're empathetic, hey, you know, been there, uh, you know, what can you do? And I think, I think the same thing applies. Last question um, before we go to a commercial break, I want to ask you about uh, the, the, the challenges for neurodiverse individuals. It doesn't end when they board the plane, I would imagine. You get on the plane... There's noise, different sensories. You got the screen. generally now they have screens in front of you. they have, right. they have mood lighting. Uh, and then when you get off the plane, you're back in another airport, maybe you don't know, and you got to get a rental car or the shuttle. So the challenges persist all through boarding and into destination.
1: Correct. Um, there are a lot of challenges, especially on the plane. You know you think about it, we're all kind of sandwiched in there, closer than we normally live our lives, right? So you can smell someone's perfume or aftershave, and you may not like that. Um, you can hear noise from everywhere. And then it's just the, the noise on the plane that, you know, some people find uncomfortable or even painful. Um, it's the dinging of the, you know, keep your seatbelt on, or now you can use the restroom, all that. Um, I think definitely earbuds or headphones can help. Uh, a lot of people i don't like them they bother my ears so i'm just going to listen to everything um but it's also um just waiting and i know for myself i'm anxious about getting there yeah so when i'm sitting on the plane i'm already projecting that i'm not going to find where i need to go or there's going to be a long line or something's going to be canceled So I'm already thinking along those lines. So I think we just have to, again, be patient with each other. Um, I think also it's important for anybody, whether it's me traveling, you traveling, or an autistic or neurodivergent individual traveling, ask for help. I finally do that. When I get off the plane, I say, can you point me in the right direction? And I I can feel my level of anxiety come down. So I, I think we just have to ask for help.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I agree. And I think people are, there's a, a little lack of, or not a little, there's a lot of lack of tolerance uh, today and, and uh, among people and our fellow citizens. Kathleen, as I said, I want to take a very quick break. We'll come back, we're going to talk about a unique development at Newark Airport. I think you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network. That will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa To the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Kathleen, thanks so much for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning.
1: Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, this is a fun conversation, and I think it highlights kind of uh, we're going to talk about a solution. I'm going to call it a solution uh, at Newark Airport. um, And I think this really highlights the changes in our society and how we are trying to help neurodiverse individuals, as well as others, kind of be a part and, and, and travel and be part of society safely. Uh, let's talk about recent developments in Newark, Newark Airport. And I have flown through Newark Airport recently. I le- used to live in New Jersey and, it, and Terminal A was not the greatest, but it's been redesigned, redone. It includes a, a calming area for neurodiverse individuals. First of all, how did this come to pass? How did How did this become a reality?
1: Okay. Anderson Center uh, Consulting and Training was introduced to the folks at Newark Liberty International Airport through a a friend to both of us. So Jeffrey Linford is a vice chairman at the Port Authority. Jeff and Tondra are a family member to Anderson Center um, as they have an adult daughter with autism. And so Jeff kind of started the conversation um, with Newark Liberty International Airport ab- about traveling with an individual family member who's autistic. And um, so that was kind of the seed that was planted. And the folks at Newark just took off with that. And as you said, Terminal A is beautiful. Yeah, it's it
0: really amazing. Is it, you know, visually like it was, beautiful. It was it was so compressed back in the day. And I think many people probably watching this program can relate to that. Um, what, what is in this calming room? And I'm trying to imagine I've never been in it, uh, even though I travel through there. First of all, uh, how, do, how do you gain access? And then if you gain access, what is it? what does it look like?
1: You can contact folks right there at the airport, either in advance of your travel or same day uh, to gain access to the sensory room. And this is a pre-security room uh, that's available uh, upon request. And the lighting is dimmed. There is an enormous fish tank there. There's bubble lighting. There's a theme of water there. Even the flooring is very calming. Um, There's different types of textures and seating options. So it really encourages people who just need to take a little break from the hustle and bustle of the airport environment. And they can go in and spend a little while to just decompress before they continue on with their travels.
0: So so it's by reservation, I'm assuming. And do you have to pay a cost to go into this room?
1: No, there's no cost. And it really is just contacting the folks at the airport to say, you know, I, I, I would really like to have access to this. And again, it can be the same day.
0: And is there a limit to the number? Of, I, I'm assuming there's a limit to the number. Of, I mean, it's a room. Um, it's
1: a large area um, and there is a limit. We help them with signage because the point is for it to be kind of a quiet space. Right. So you don't want too many people. But in general, I think I think folks are really respectful of the space and use it in the way it's intended.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been to some of the clubs. Uh, you know, there's the the United Club and the Delta Club right. and all that kind of stuff. But this is that's very loud. Uh, that is a yeah. No, carryover. Is yeah. Uh uh last question for you Kathleen. Newark I think um really is a at the at the trailblazer here. Uh any opportunity for other I mean, I don't know how many airports and regional airports are in the US and around the world, but is this something we could see Across the U.S. in both our national and our regional airports.
1: Yes, uh, I believe so. And there are some other airports that have already done this, and you know, my hats off to them. Uh, Liberty uh, or Newark Liberty International Airport is not finished yet. So this the one we talked about is pre-security. They already have uh, designs in the works for a post-security room that will be even larger. Um, so they're really investing into this. Uh, support. In addition, um, the folks that I work with provided training to the terminal, uh, the airport terminal staff, about autism and, you know, tips for interacting and supporting people. So that's another thing that we can offer to any airport in the nation. Um, so we, we encourage people to to start to think about how can they be supportive of these travelers because there's going to be more and more of them traveling, especially yeah. when they find out that they're included and invited into these spaces.
0: Yeah, and as I guess I should have said at the beginning, although I think, it, I think it's been reported numerous times, more and more diagnoses of, of neurodiverse individuals. So I think this will continue. But you make a really good point. I just want to end that, you know, the training element to this, it's not just having a room and building a room. You can build a room, right. but you got to know how to handle... Uh, or work with people. And, and and again, that's where that empathy comes in as a professional because it, you know, look, look, let's face it, being an airline or a airport worker, it's difficult. You got to get through security. You got to serve right. food. And I don't know if you know this, but travelers are not always the nicest people to to deal with, That you know, as, know. as we talked about. So that training, very important. Kathleen, we're going to have to leave it there. Great to talk to you. Great innovation. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon.
1: Would love that. Thank you.
0: And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness, finance tech, so much more in all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another great edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special set of guests. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. Don't forget... Roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network,
1: available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.